And squeeze the last bit out of me before I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where am I going? Um, I'll be, uh, well, what I'm going to just go into retreat mostly. And uh, it's. The first half is still uncertain. Um, I've got a, an invitation to uh, go to uh, Bhutan, and uh, that's fine. And uh, yeah, it's all. Uh, so I've got an invitation to to go to Bhutan and do the uh, do the. Uh, rains retreat and um, be there until the uh, uh, late fall and uh, but that is still <clears throat> I've got the invite uh, I've got there's a Thai man who built a retreat um, cabin at a monastery uh, in Bhutan so uh, he made the invitation and he uh, connected with the uh, abbot of the monastery, asked permission, that's uh, all fine, but uh, the government has been very silent about uh, <coughs> uh, giving a, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how they do it, because normally, um, I mean, you can't just get a visa to, to go. <coughs> it's... Uh, Generally, they they are uh, uh, they res restrict um, foreigners from going in, and uh, and they have a <coughs> uh, um, you have to go with a tour group and all that, and two hundred fifty dollars a day, uh, but uh, but that makes it a very quiet place where nobody knows me. <laughs> So that's that's very desirable. If that doesn't work, then uh, I'll go to uh, I'll go to Thailand and uh, um, go to the uh, actually uh, uh, you know, and Alster the, to the cave that uh, I did my retreat ten or so years ago. <coughs> so then, and then I'll go uh, mid December. I'll go to Birkin. And uh, um, and then be spend the rest of my time in a retreat there. Don't you want to talk about my kuti? Oh yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> building, building a kuti for me to be in retreat. Yeah. Uh, the sauna? Uh -huh. Not 
yeah. Uh, oh, really? Oh, that's part of the Nimitz. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Uh, well, let's see, about uh, almost 50 years ago. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, the last several years I've been, been uh, I kind of, yeah, there's been that kind of fantasy of uh, being in a winter, proper winter. And, uh, and I had a, a variety of options, but uh, Birkin seemed to be the the least complicated. I would say it's both. Uh, and you, <coughs> one, you want to be taking note of the, the, uh, <coughs> the, that, uh, yeah, that result of practice where one isn't uh, getting hooked by reactions and reactivity. Uh, but then also, uh, I think it's quite important in the same way that one. Um, cultivates a practice of of uh, loving kindness and compassion, uh, then to be uh, actively, because uh, you know the result arises when we incline the mind in a particular direction, so that uh, <coughs> um, patiently waiting for it to arise is. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, is uh, uh, you know sometimes uh, not so useful. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like uh, what comes to mind is a, a old uh, uh, <coughs> uh, it's a cartoon in the New Yorker. They're always good for some dumb input. Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, these two old, older people looking kind of homeless wine bottles between them in a park, a park bench, um, and, uh, and then the caption is, uh, you know, let's face it, Sid, not having been born great, nor having achieved greatness, one can only assume we'll have it thrust upon us. <laughs> it isn't quite how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, you, know, you want to incline the mind to equanimity, to try to <clears throat> plant the seeds for, for equanimity to arise. And then, of course, it is the result of the practice as well. And I think of loving kind. I can think of doing acts of kindness, doing acts of compassion, 
attributing to Mudita. Okay. But doing equanimity, maybe it, I think of staying with the breath, staying with the body when I'm in a tumultuous situation of that. Well, anything that works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, whatever works. I mean, you've got children, you've got a husband. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it doesn't work. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, he took me to the airport, took us to the airport this morning, so uh, got him trained up as a driver, <laughs> and uh, so he's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he hasn't run away yet, <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's settling in, uh, seems to be doing quite, quite all right. <clears throat> There's a great picture of him on the website with safety goggles and a smile on his face and gloves dragging some ah. brush through the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a Vigiri photo gallery. <laughs> yes, that's the, uh, uh, the mode that a Vigiri is in, is in brush clearing and, uh, uh, well, fire clearance. Um, the uh, huge, huge piles of, of uh, it's all the buildings and the cabins in the forest have all been um, got the fire clearance done now. We, uh, the whole community has been working really hard with that. Plus, we hired, we contracted a, uh, a student conservation association and uh, they had four people working and then for the last two weeks there was another one so they were like four weeks of of work and uh, <coughs> uh, between them and us we got a lot accomplished uh, of course we thought we were going to get more but it's the nature of desire <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we're starting to be resolve ourselves to the fact that we're not going to get everything finished. <laughs> so that's uh, that's good. Uh, and now we're just sort of picking and choosing of okay, what is critical, and what will people actually not notice. <laughs> Yeah, so, because that's a reality. There's, there's all sorts of stuff that we'll, or we'll see and sort of, you know, just be really irritating that it's not done. Uh, but, you know, crowds will come in and they won't even notice it. So, uh, just sort of paying attention to, okay, let's not get too worked up about this. We'll get, get what's, get done what, what is, is essential and... Uh, and then, uh, um, uh, yeah, and then it'll, it'll be what it is. But yeah, we're we're uh, 
starting to uh, prepare to... We just did a schedule of the, uh, like the talks. We're going to have Dhamma talks, like Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. And so that, uh, yeah, it'll be a Dhamma feast. <coughs> Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Great. Yeah, that'd be great. No, it's... Uh, um, the one sad thing was Ajahn Pratip, they didn't give him a visa. Yeah, so... You can all feel safe now. <laughs> Your <coughs> government is protecting you. gave it a shot. <laughs> you pay attention to the results. And that uh, you have to keep... And one of the things in terms of taking interest is, is also... It, it, it shouldn't be just black and white. You know, I'm, either I'm going to just uh, let it go or I'm going to go and get in there and fight with it. It's, you, have to, you have to figure it out. You have to take an interest in order to see, well, what actually works, what's helpful. <clears throat> that's the, that's a really important aspect of it. It isn't that uh, you're going to get the magic bullet and, and then it's all going to be fine and you're going to find it going to be peaceful and happy and fully awakened. And 
It's just, it isn't how it works. It's just this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't believe the advertising. <laughs> but it's sort of a lot of it is, is giving, giving oneself the motivation to experiment. Because oftentimes what we're doing is relying on either what the Ajahn says or what you read in a book um, and, uh, and, and you're not really relying on what your own mind is doing and saying and how you're, you're uh, relating to it. So it's, it's uh, taking an interest in, in well, what, what, how can I work with this? What will actually work, and so then it's then it's an open question that you're you're exploring, <coughs> and that's really important. <coughs> yeah. Um, wondering, I've been slowly making my way through Ajahn um, Jayasaro's biography. Yes. similar like with <clears throat> with Greg's question it's sort of like what what can I lift up into the mind that will open things up a bit uh, so say Ajahn Chah's own sort of exploration or questioning um, you know sort of helping to open things up a bit rather than um, I've got to say make my mind fit into some received conception of what, what it, it should be. <clears throat> and uh, then you can explore it. So it's like the questioning process helps to, to open things up a bit. And, and, <clears throat> and there can be different ways that one approaches that. But that's a, you know, I think it's a really skillful, skillful way. But a lot of it is, is uh, yeah, uh, uh, getting some... some uh, um, yeah, opening some space around uh, experimenting, trying different things out, uh, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, uh, and uh, and sometimes revisiting something that didn't work before, and you know, because it, it, those are all it's all possible. <coughs> it's just, and the questioning process is is is. Uh, um, just that that uh, giving oneself the the uh, uh, the you know, stirring the mind up to to reflect on things in a somewhat different way than the the, the rut that we tend to trudge in, <laughs> and you know we do that pretty faithfully sometimes.
endurance and almost no ill will when these habits manifest themselves. But I'm wondering if I should move further and to meta radiating goodwill or is patient endurance enough? Sometimes patient endurance is is a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that you know again that's where when you know lifting up <coughs> loving kindness and and because uh, also because loving because loving kindness doesn't mean that you have to actually like those habits or you know or like the conduct of a person, but what it mean what what its meaning is much more around the, the sense of uh, yeah not. Not, um, not getting stuck in ill will, uh, and a, a certain well wishing, that one wishes that that oneself well and wishes others well, so that 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 wishing for their happiness. So that that doesn't mean that you agree or uh, or even you know just acquiesce to their their uh, particular bad habits. Or, conduct <clears throat> but it it helps to be able to step back from the the uh, um, the tendency to get swept up in aversion and and as it gets more momentum then it can manifest in you know, a real sense of of uh, uh, of care and and uh, uh, loving concern, um, and then uh, I know those are, that's those are also, you know, it's such a strong foundation for one's own well-being. So, oftentimes it's it's like the first person that you're actually generating loving kindness for is yourself, and I mean you benefit from it before somebody else. <coughs> Sometimes when, you know, I'm out functioning in the world and I see someone behaving in a way that I think is, you know, dangerous or thoughtless or whatever, I'll consciously send meta towards them. But sometimes what I notice in myself is as I'm wishing them, you know, an understanding of right action and comma, I'm sort of actually thinking, well, so if you just acted a little more like me, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. It, uh, I'm just wondering if you... I, I don't want to feel like uh, men is coming from a place of self-righteousness or... Well, the thing is, is, is uh, you know, as it... Uh, as one cultivates it, then you start seeing the uh, <clears throat> yeah, just seeing how what what the mind throws up, and uh, and then um, being able to acknowledge that, and then uh, work with a, a certain purification of that loving kindness because it's still uh, it's still tainted or it's still. <clears throat> I mean, there is a a certain 
you know, wholesome intention, but then, you know, it gets co-opted and, and, but, but that's exactly what practice is. It isn't, it isn't a straightforward, you know, just because you think you've got this good intention and then it just manifests in completely wholesome result. I mean, it just is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so then it's, it's, oh, okay, because you start uncovering aspects of of the mind and aspects of the our conditioning and aspects of our <coughs> obstacles that we can then continue to work on so that we're we're, we're picking up uh, practices that will help us to continue to learn so that that uh, it isn't necessarily just to get uh, a particular result uh, in terms of of uh, having a, a particular mental state, but it's the learning that's really important. <clears throat> yeah. How do you know if you're, if you're trying to meditate or, or do anything really, and you're trying some kind of technique, and you're looking at the result that's not working, how do you know when to quit that you're not quitting too soon? Um... Well, you just have to trust yourself. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, and that, that's, you know, that in itself is, uh, you know, a source of, of dukkha. You know, in the sense, sense you know, because we want to have some kind of external authority uh, tell us, you're all right, <laughs> you know, you, you did good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but... Uh, you know that that uh, that that reflecting and investigating around around suffering, uh, because that that uh, say when we are that we're uncertain. Uh, is this is this right? Is or did I do the right thing? How did we go? Uh, that's where like just the. Uh, <clears throat> Like the reflection around the five hindrances is re- is really helpful. Okay, is there a hindrance there? So that because wavering, uncertainty, doubt, skeptical doubt, it doesn't uh, skeptical doubt doesn't have to manifest in some doctrinal doubt about you know some the Buddhist philosophy. Uh, it's when the mind is it's wavering, it's uncertain, it's it's unsure. Was it was it how'd that work? How'd that, so then that, that I say, oh, there's a there's a that, that, that's a that's a hindrance. Uh, how do I how do I overcome that hindrance or that restlessness, worry, that, that anxiety? So those are those are <coughs> uh, mental hindrances that that keep manifesting it in more and more refined ways or in different ways. And uh, and then they, we we have to figure out how to how to work with them and understand them. <laughs> yeah. Um, this might seem like a stupid question, but why is it part of the practice to uh, sort of, and how does it help you to sort of venerate? honored teachers and ancestors in the lineage and 
Uh, well, there uh, they tend to be examples that you can turn to, rely on, derive either some uh, inspiration or some guidance or some uh, confidence that uh, okay, this actually works. There's the there are these beings who have truly benefited from this 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 practice. It's not just about me um, and my 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 personal uh, preference of what I should or shouldn't get or what it should or shouldn't be. So it's, oh, there's yeah, there's there's there are these uh, beings who have have. Uh, Practice the path, put it, put it into their lives, and uh, reap the fruits of it. <coughs> and that's uh, that's important because if it's, uh, uh, I mean, there are certain because we have to. Uh, we tend to underplay the um, importance of faith in. Um, Western Buddhist um, um, uh, iterations of the Dhamma, and uh, you know, part of it is is cultural uh, kind of shrinking back, and and uh, you know what we've because faith is really a loaded uh, word uh, in uh, in the. Uh, in the English language and in Judeo-Christian context, um, but uh, um, you know, having confidence and a certain devotion and a uh, a willingness to give oneself or to trust, um, trust plays a huge part in the uh, ability of the mind to both experience to to give itself to an object and let everything else drop away meditation uh, and as well for um, actually letting go relinquishing um, uh, of attachment uh, because everything is screaming inside don't abandon me, <laughs> you know. I'm. It's one's attachments and views and opinions are just so. I'm so necessary. <laughs> this is essential, and but it takes a certain trust and and because uh, you know wisdom keeps wanting more information. <laughs> and you know, I want I want more data on this. <laughs> But uh, we have to be willing to, to trust in that, that letting go and giving ourselves to, to, to Dhamma. And so the examples of, of others who've, who've truly uh, benefited. Because it's, it's, uh, one of the things is that that's of many of these great, uh, great masters, great elders, uh, um, it, what they manifest is a is is incredible um, simplicity and straightforwardness. It's just, you know, it's just 
Things are very simple when, when, when the mind is no longer entangled with its, its, uh, its habits and conditioning and views and opinions. See if I can acquire what I want. So I, I, I have a, I, there's something that I might want, and and so it's I'm trying to strategize. How is it consistent with the Dhamma to maneuver in this particular way that I can, you know, I can get it? And then when I read, you notice, I don't know. Um, so I think we're all familiar with that. <laughs> I think there's uh, um, the. I have to be also have to be careful that you don't idealize restraint. You know, in that sense of that if I had restraint, then I wouldn't want anything. That you know, that's a trap as well. Um, so then the the, uh, um, but that that sense of. You know, restraint is is there's that, like one of the quality, of course, in terms of the Dhamma, and of course Ajahn Chah and many of the great teachers put a lot of emphasis on on the the, the Hiri and Otaba and the protectors of the world, and it's it's as a you know it's not that one is imposing restraint, but there's qualities uh, and and that they have. Terrible translations in English, um, and it's hard to get one's mind around it because of the uh, English connotations. But it's it's uh, that sense of conscience, yeah, conscience and restraint. But I think one of the things that is important uh, in the uh, in the 
tell you that the, the description of Hiri and Otapa, uh, that um, there's a, a Hiri is the kind of, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard, yeah, kind of shame, embarrassment that comes up uh, in moving toward something. Uh, but the the reason why why that comes up, it's it's it, I mean it's extremely wholesome, because it's rooted in respect for oneself, so that there's this very strong feeling that that oh that's really that that that's I I I'm I'm much that that's a problem for me or that's that's really not. Incon incongruence with my values and my 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 uh, what what's really my my inner heart. So this sense of hiri comes up and restrains one, but it's out of respect for oneself. And say so that, and then otapa is a certain. I mean, they translate it as fear of wrongdoing, <coughs> but it's a. Uh, it's out of respect for others, so that when in respecting it, one doesn't want to harm or hurt or be a source of of uh, uh, creating others dukkha suffering, and uh, so that this this hearing in otapa is the source of restraint, but it's out of this very wholesome respect for oneself and respect for others. So it's actually a very beautiful quality. Uh, so when restraint arises uh, out of these beautiful qualities, um, so, but it's important, as I said, right, right off of that that sense of, of, uh, you know, being cautious to not idealize what restraint would be if one were really restrained, um, and uh, I'll give you an example. The Ajahn Chah was uh, uh, um, probably in the last year or two of uh, when he was healthy, and I was with him and uh, traveling with him. We were at a branch monastery, a very uh, uh, kind of poor village, where and and his balance wasn't so good, so. He didn't go arms around because unfamiliar ground. It wasn't wasn't uh, um, so he stayed back. And then um, after the arms round, then I brought because usually what we do is we have got our arms bowl, and what we would do is we go an arms round. Then we would everything would be all the food that was offered would be given up. But then we'd keep aside a uh, a ball of sticky rice. So that was it's your staple. So you've got. Sticky rice, you make it into a ball. And Ajahn Chai used to always sort of say, you know, you shouldn't have more than, you know, that, like this much. Uh, it's, if, you're, if you're taking more than that, what you're, it depends on how your size of your hands or your body, you know, that's, you shouldn't be take, doing that. So then, uh, which that's a lot for, <laughs> for most people. Uh, and, but then, uh, so I had this, uh, bowl of rice from the uh, from alms round and everybody else's and and Ajahn Chah is making his 
his his ball of uh, sticky rice, and it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, and it was just it was like this big, and 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 uh, and he's kind of he's putting more in. It's getting in, and finally he's it's like this big, and he, he he looks at me and sort of smiles. He says. I'm getting old. I used to be able to really pack it. <laughs> yes. Are you still functional? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there never was. That's the thing. It was just you know we've we've completely made it up and created it and believed in it. So, <laughs> um, but I mean it's it's uh, you know overanalyzing it. This is its own problem. <laughs> so that uh, you know just you always come back to dukkha, dukkha, cessation of dukkha. It's not, it's not, and that's the beauty of the Four Noble Truths, is that that gives us an option from stepping out completely of the personalization of, of our experience. And we can come back to an experiential uh, foundation. Kind of working with that. So I was wondering if you 
sort of how to protect, um, especially in lay life in the world, I find it's a challenge. Well, I mean, I think the uh, um, one is necessary to, I, it, it's all about timing. You know, there's, there's the appropriate time to protect and generate, and there's the appropriate time to, to let go. And, and, uh, and you, you don't learn that stuff in a book. You know, you have to do it through experience, and, and, uh, um, and, you, and you have to fail. Um, but that's, again, that's that dukkha and cessation of dukkha. It's, it's looking at it not as me and my defilements, me and my good qualities. It's, it's around, oh, what is for the increase uh, or re, uh, and, uh, and uh, generation of dukkha, and what is for the releasing and re- relinquishment, cessation of dukkha. So it's, it's sort of seeing it on, on that experiential level rather than than the uh, the uh, trying to make it solid and and my me and my qualities because then you get into sort of because then you're successful but then you, the other side of the coin is then you fail and so then so it's just a, it's a uh, uh, it's looking at it from a different perspective and being willing to to uh, uh, yeah, it's it's all about timing uh, in terms. Of, okay, what's gonna, what's gonna work? It's all about what's gonna work. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, um, say, the in general, the the forest tradition of Thailand is is uh, extremely. <coughs> uh, the tone of it is 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 really uh, so much about the the, the practicality because. The northeast of Thailand is a, it's just this. These are farmers. Uh, they're they're down to earth, and the northeastern culture is just incredibly down to earth and and uh, um, straightforward. It's just not a whole lot of frills and and not a whole lot of speculation. Uh, just okay, yeah, we'll do it and see what works. And they have a tremendous. Uh, um, um, capacity for, um, say, being with experience, and the uh, and patience, and uh, really, uh, really important a quality that you know held in the right way that that uh, that allows us to to really see more clearly. Well, what's happening here? What's I, what's really happening? Because the mind starts generating. Uh, a uh, story pretty quickly, um, and a rationalization or uh, whatever. Um, but then, no, what's really happening? How can I be with that? Okay, I a break. Time for a break. That would be good. Okay. Yeah.